On today's show, we have Dave Legault from Legault Wellness, and uh, we enlisted Dave's help to make us fit and uh, a little healthier. After uh, Jim's scare, we decided to have a fitness challenge. Uh, we hope you'll join us, and uh, we're just, uh, this is the episode we're kind of meeting Dave, uh, and uh, we go through a little bit of the challenge, but uh, once we have everyone enlisted, we're going to button down and uh, figure out what we're doing, and then we're going to hit it hard. All right, uh, enjoy the show. Dads Worldwide. The first word in family management, family budgeting, insurance, bills, food, vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security. Doors are locked. Windows shut. House alarm is set. Fingerless gloves. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. All right, welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan. I'm Jim. And with us we have Dave. Hi, Dave. Hello. Dave, Dave's <laughs> they can't waving. see you wave, Dave. No, they can't see you waving. <laughs> First rule of can't radio. Did not know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> First rule of podcasting. You got to talk. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. I just, if, uh, if I'm Dave, good. Yeah. Good. If Dave will accept us, he's going to be our, our, our fitness guru. So yeah, uh, we, we're really we, excited to have him on board. We've known Dave for a long time. We all went to school yep. together. And yep. uh, well, him and his wife, we all went to school together. So, uh, it's, it's awesome to finally get you on the show, Dave. We're excited about this. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you guys uh, asking. I do, have, I do have one stipulation or request, though. Okay. I, Let's hear it. Being, we, we can't I, guarantee that, I, that it's going to be a possibility that we honor it. Okay. But yeah, go ahead. That I don't be referred to as a guru because <laughs> those, are, those are nonsense snake oil salesmen that probably don't know half as much as they're uh, pretending to and they're just trying to trick people into doing crap. So, all right. Well, request denied. So I'm kind of being, uh, being sarcastic. <laughs> I know. I know. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so, as, so as what, what do you want to be referred to as, like professor or? Um, uh, I mean, though I like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just a. Just I'm Dave. Just, I'm just Dave. I'm just a, a dad. Um, that Dave's a big a part of guy. a big. Yeah, fit dad. So why don't you just touch on that? Tell tell all of our listener a little bit about yourself. <laughs> you're, oh you're, yeah, you're Dave. Is he listening? You're just Dave. You're, you're don't married. assume gender, Dave. Yeah. Oh right, sorry. That's yeah. right. Is uh, uh, correct. Um, <laughs> so I mean, I'm not sure how far back you guys want me to go. Um, I mean, really for me, it goes back a long time. You know, I, I was thinking about all these different things when, after speaking with you guys regarding doing this and, you know, I kind of make the joke. It's been, it's been about 25 years since the first time I got stuck under a barbell with too much weight I couldn't lift and was just like fascinated by that fact and, and never wanted that to happen again. Yeah. Um, was you know, I can just remember class? it was even before that it was oh, before okay. even being in high school. I remember going up to the high school in the summertime when the football team worked out and I didn't even play football, but I knew kids I knew did. And I knew that they worked out there in the summer and I wanted to be around that. And I remember I had a good friend. He was a great athlete. He played hockey, played baseball. He ran track. He was, I've been surrounded by people that are more, that are better athletes than me my entire life. Hence my wife, you know, significantly better (laughs) athlete than me. Um, She was a good athlete. And I remember he could, I could, yes, she was okay. Um, okay. I remember I, I might even have been like, yeah. <laughs> um, it might've only been like, say, you know, 95 pounds or whatever it was, but I remember he could bench press it and I couldn't, and I was pissed. And like, from then on, it's just been this constant, you know, and it's changed uh, form through the years. I've done all kinds of different, you know, whether it's fitness or athletic type things, but it's always just been this pursuit of like trying to get a little bit better. Um, and it's it, like I said, it's taken a lot of forms. You know, it was uh, the high school weight room where you just do like stupid stuff until you get hurt, but you're 16, so it doesn't really hurt. Yeah. And and then <laughs> and, you don't, and you don't learn. So yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, there was there wasn't much for education. It was like yeah. you bench, you know, three days a week, and uh, you squat to like you know not even as deep as a toilet seat would be. Because yeah. why would you? Yeah. Um, 
you know, just silly stuff. I mean, there were some people there that, that knew their stuff, but a majority of it was just, you know, just high school gym nonsense. Um, and then on to like, I went to what you'd probably call like a bodybuilding gym, a lot of prison guards and corrections officers and all these just, I remember, I'll never forget the first time I walked into this gym, there was this guy, he was massive. He was about my height, but he was massive. His biceps were as big as my head and, and you can't <laughs> see me, but I have an abnormally large head. And he was standing in front of this barbell that had a 45 pound plate on each side. And I just thought like, that doesn't seem like a lot of weight for that guy to be bench pressing. And it wasn't because he picked it up and started curling it. Yeah. <laughs> And I just yeah. thought, like, mm, and that's how I don't belong. Met. It was like that Sesame Street. Which one is not like the other? That's how we met. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, that was, that was Jim. Yeah. He was curling 135 pounds for reps. No, we met in uh, in, in middle school. We were actually part yes. of. Uh, I don't know if you were. I have a, a bizarre memory. I remember a lot of stuff. Jim and I were part of the uh, backstage crew for the high school play. Yeah, I do remember. We had. We had to shake a box of glass yep. and snap a piece of wood on the floor. We had yeah. to go to friendlies. No, I do. Uh, yeah, that was, that was school, uh, right. Was that middle school? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, gosh, that was that was junior high. I was in seventh grade. You were in eighth grade. Yeah, because I tried out for the play. So, and I, yeah, I mean, I didn't make it. So. Oh, so I don't <laughs> even think we tried out. The backstage crew. <laughs> Yeah. I don't even think I tried out. I just, um, I had a, I set my bar low enough to just think like, I'm probably not good enough to be in front of people. I'll just dress in black. You know, it's funny, you know, that, that actually is a, a good segue. So growing up, I was overweight all my life until about the time, fortunately, I guess I'd say until I hit high school, I was, I was always overweight. I, I broke my leg in eighth grade and it, it snowballed and got even worse at that point. And I remember being in junior high and I, probably in my head at that point thought, you know, being dressed all in black and being backstage is probably better than being out in front of all these people and, and feeling uncomfortable because like <laughs> I'm the chubby kid. Um, yeah, that's a so, tough thing getting out there anyway, but if you're not completely secure or remotely secure and yeah, that, it's even tougher. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh I, yeah. No, no, yeah. I, well, I certainly wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I think eventually, um, maybe in a couple of years, I'll be secure. We'll see. Yeah. When my <laughs> wife tells me it's time to be secure, that's when I'll be ready. There you go. Well, let's you do what you're told. So why don't you? You're a, you're a dad. So do you? How you? Let's tell us about your kids. Oh, they're terrible. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> so I have I have three kids. I have two girls that they're older. They're eight and ten, and then my son is two and a half. Okay. Al almost three. He'll be three in May, I guess. So. I don't count him in months. I'm not a weirdo. He's not like, you know, 39 months or right. any of that nonsense. Yeah. And, and um, so what we'll do is uh, with all of our new dads, we like to kind of go through a little battery of questions. I'm going to let Brendan kick that off. All right. Okay. First dad question. What has been your proudest dad moment? Oh, my goodness. Wow, that's really tough to answer. Um, I feel like I've had quite a few. You know, being a dad isn't, uh, it, it wasn't the easiest thing for me. So I, I grew up in, in relatively a, a single parent household with my mom. Um, I had a couple different stepfathers uh, along the way, but never really like a solid, like I don't have anyone on this planet that I call dad. Yep. Um, so being a dad was kind of like, Kind of I foreign. have no idea how to do this. It, yeah. yeah. I didn't know what it was supposed to look like other than on TV. Yeah. Yep. And so even with my daughters, I'm ashamed to say it. I mean, I love them as much as anything, but you know, in the beginning it was a challenge for me. I, I'm also an only child. So uh, pretty selfish, <laughs> pretty <laughs> yeah. self-centered life that I, but that I lived. So now like all of this chaotic change was overwhelming for me. Um, and you know, the, I, I don't know if I'd say the proudest. It's like a culmination of things. Like when my, my daughters come home from school with projects they've done or things that they do and they've talked about me fondly. It, yep. it means a lot to me because, you know, I mean, we all have our moments. We all have our days. We lose our mind. We raise our voice where we wish we would have acted better. But to know that uh, as a whole, their perception of me is positive. Uh, I think that's the, about as proud as I could be. And just their, their accomplishments and seeing things that they achieve as well. Um, just knowing that we must be doing a pretty good job when we hear yeah. positive feedback from others. 
from teachers and coaches and things like that, that, that makes me feel pretty good as well. Yeah, that's great. I mean, he, and that, those are two really big hurdles to get over. Yeah. Uh, being an only child and not really having a, a, a father figure role, you know, the role model there, you know, growing up. And yeah, so that's, that's tough. I, I can't even, I can't imagine either one, honestly, because I had three brothers and, you know, my dad was around. So, <laughs> you know, right. yeah, that, that's got to be quite the obstacles. Yeah. It, it, like I said, it was, it was difficult. And I mean, Hey, I'm, I'm by no means, it's like I, with fitness and health and all that stuff, I'm never done. I'm not there yet. You know, I might never be there yet to be this, you know, the dad that I want to be. I always, you know, I wake up every day with the best intentions and, you know, something yeah. hits the fan at some point during the day, but I always, I want to try to do as good of a job as I, I can. All right, Jim, go ahead. Dave, how would you sum up social media these days positives negatives as chaos yeah. <laughs> like are you asking uh, as far as kids go jim or yeah 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 like social media and and your kids and how you're approaching that with them and because okay. i know that you are yeah. very active i think oh gosh i i think 5149 negative i'm gonna say um i think you have to search out the positive right i think it's it's part of it is perception what you what you look for and what what you um magnetize to yourself is going to show if you have a lot of negativity in your own life and i mean listen they're 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 watching right (laughs) they're feeding you what you're looking for yeah (laughs) so if you're searching out the negative you're going to find it um, I think it has a ton of value in terms of with my family moving, it's been a, a lot of value. We moved a thousand miles away and in a lot of ways we haven't skipped a beat. Right. They see, they see friends and relatives and you know, they're not big on social media. Like they don't have Facebook accounts kind of thing, but like, you know, their parent, you know, parents of their friends are posting things regularly. So they're seeing the accomplishments and seeing these things and, yeah we have a lot of access to stuff. I remember being, I remember having a pen pal in third grade. Yeah. I remember when, you know, someone moved to the next town over, they basically disappeared. Yeah, right. That's like true. they're gone now. <laughs> they're terrible. gone now. Yeah. They live in, they live in Westminster. They're gone now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. But it's 15 and, minutes down the road. No, right. No, no, no they, don't, they don't Not exist. Really. You move, yeah. you move on. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and now, it's created this whole new opportunity to maintain relationships and friendships over tens of thousands of miles potentially. And I think that's an amazing thing, Uh, but at the same time, there's a lot of stuff out there that, that can affect people in the way that they think in, in a, in a potentially negative way and almost in an unintentional, you know, unintended consequence kind of way. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, call it clickbait or, you know, things to grab attention. And, and I see it, I see it with my daughter. So they do use, uh, I guess we'll say social media because they watch YouTube videos and they, they, you know, things like that. And we're, we monitor it quite a bit. We're very yeah. mindful of it. We're careful of what they're, they're paying attention to. And, you know, every once in a while you just kind of catch, you know, these other kids that are out there that are, maybe they're talking in a way that we don't approve of our, our kids speaking. And it's not that we want to shelter them. Like life is life and reality is going to happen one way or the other. But we, you know, the, the three of us, right. We got reality from human interaction and we heard words we weren't supposed to say from kids that were standing in front of us. And we heard points of view from people that had to look us in the eye and give them to us. Mm -hmm. Now you can be inundated with that for hours and hours and hours from people that you don't know that, you know, no backstory of that I think it just complicates things and so um, I I think it can put a lot of pressure on kids you know everybody's you know all our kids now they watch YouTube stars that live this altered reality that most kids don't live yeah and it's like great on those kids great on these entrepreneurs that might be millionaires at age 12 but that's not the majority of the population. And that's not reality for most kids. Not every kid is going to be a YouTube star. Yeah. 
And so having, you know, my kids especially understand that like those kids live a life, like we live a life that's better than gosh, billions of people on this planet. <laughs> we live in America <laughs> for starters. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and, but these other kids, these people live in a way that's just not real life and you can't base reality and the decisions that my kids make and how they carry themselves on things that they see on the internet. Cause that's not, and that might not even be the reality of those kids' lives. That's what made it on video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I think yeah, it's that's a, a very, tough, that's a tough one with the social media and the kids, you know, you, you, we're, we're always, our kids aren't on any of that stuff at this point. Yeah. Um, they play some, a few minor video games on an iPad and that type of thing, but granted yep. my kids are seven and five and six months. So hopefully right. we're putting off, I don't know about you, but we're putting off getting phones or even, I mean, we're not even getting them tablets at this point. So, I mean, but other people, so I they, mean, I, yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, well, my kids, they do have, um, they have iPads. Part of yep. it is for school. Yeah. So we have a very, they got iPads when we moved to Tennessee because they have a super interactive school system mm-hmm. that my, my older daughter actually was given a laptop she's supposed to use for the year. But prior to that, they do a lot of their stuff. Wow. She takes it home every night. Wow. Um, uh, we have to like sign a waiver for it and whatnot. I just did. <laughs> I know you're, again, the, the listener can't see me, but I just did a, a writing. In the yeah. air, like we signed a waiver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go me. Um, yeah. but so they, they kind of needed them to a degree. The school would let them use them at school, but we thought, you know, we have the means to do it. It makes doing things at home schoolwork and whatnot easier. So they do have iPads. They had iPods prior to that. Um, the phone thing we've kind of said when you're old enough and responsible enough to be places where we can't see you, yeah, then that's a conversation that we can have. Yeah. Um, and again, so, you're going to have to monitor that as best you can. And yeah, oh yeah, it's, right. this is a, I mean, this isn't, this isn't new for most parents because let's be serious, our smartphones have been around for a little while now. So, I mean, I'm sure people have been dealing with this for a little while, but you know, for us anyway, this is going to be uncharted territories. For sure. Yeah. We pay extra on our phone bill so we can monitor everything that the 14 year old does. So yeah. we have a sense yeah. of anything that comes in the phone after 9 PM my wife can see what's going on. So very cool. There's technology out there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And, and, but you guys know too, no matter how hard we try, because we were on the other end of that, their kids are going to, you know, get away with what they're going to get away with. And we just, uh, we try to, you know, we let them see what we do on social media for the most part and show them things and we incorporate them and things that we do. So we try to, show them that image of being respectful and tasteful and positive and, and try to lead by example of social media can be an amazing tool, an amazing thing for you if you treat it the right way and respect it. It's just like anything else, right? You know, a car can be an amazing thing or it could be horrible (laughs) if you don't treat it with respect. And so we have that same approach with, with technology and stuff that we figure if we can, again, Fingers crossed. We'll set the best example we can and, and hope for the best. Hope they make the best choices possible. Absolutely. Right. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see. What is the one thing that you hope your children learn from you? Um, it, it's like a multifaceted. Like the first thing that came to my head was like how to say I'm sorry or like humility, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, like I, I apologize to my kids. I don't want to say regularly, meaning that I'm like being a crap head a lot, (laughs) but I'm not afraid. You admit when you're wrong. Absolutely. I'm not afraid to sit down and say, daddy, sorry that he was grumpy at this time or that I acted this way because I was stressed or I was this or I was that. Um, I want them to think I'm invincible because why, what dad doesn't want to be a superhero, but I also want them to understand that I'm a human being and that I'm flawed and that it's okay to be flawed. Yeah. Especially as long as you understand those flaws and you're working to improve on them. And, um, yeah, that's something just being, you know, being okay, being wrong. It's not the end of the world. I think, 
I think that's bigger than most people like to admit. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people and a lot of problems are just from the refusal of people just being able to suck up their pride a little bit and say, yeah, I screwed up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm sorry. And I shouldn't have done it. But yeah, I think, I think that's huge. And teaching your kids early, I think is, is big. It's tough. That, that's a tough one. Saying sorry and being sincere about it is probably one of the hardest things. Yeah. Absolutely. I see it with them when, you know, we force them like you know, yeah. my daughter's <laughs> yeah. names are, Nat- mm-hmm. are Natalie and Noella. It's like, Noella, say you're sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that was pretty half-hearted. Could you yeah. maybe act like you're at least a little bit sympathetic or you, yeah. you know, and, and they said, that's not how daddy apologizes. Daddy doesn't brush you off and roll his eyes when he says, sorry, I only do yeah. that to mom. <laughs> when she's not looking yeah right yeah. yes sir <laughs> all right jim you so, want to do one more question and then uh all right we'll call it there one more question all right oh. give him a really deep one. Oh goodness <laughs> what is one childish thing you still enjoy doing Um, jumping on the trampoline is one. Yep. Cause we have a trampoline and I, I actually genuinely enjoy being on it preferably without all of my children. Cause that yeah. makes it more fun. It's funny you say that. Cause we just got a trampoline for the 14 year old last fall. And every time I'm out on the porch, I look at it. I'm like, oh, I want to go out there and bounce, but I haven't been out there yet to do it. <laughs> but I keep thinking it's- about going out there. It's, it's fun. It's like this weird, like, you know, we're getting older, we're a little more fragile probably than we used to be, but it's like this freeing, like I'm jumping up and down and probably not going to hurt myself all that bad. Right. right. Um, I'm trying to think, I feel like there should be like something else like deeper. I'm trying to think of like other childish things that I do that maybe I don't even that I enjoy it's subconsciously. Chi- I was going to say it's childish. It shouldn't be deep, man. Right. It should be right. just well, like, just, yeah. Jumping on a trampoline, it's simple. I mean, it's... Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, that's like, a, you know, like a, a childish activity to a degree. Um, I don't know. I can I can be a little selfish, I guess, at times still, or stubborn, like with my wife. That, you know, like with, I said, with my kids, I try to be as, you know, transparent and, and honest and whatnot. With, but I still do, like, goofy childish things with my wife where I'm, you know, I can be wrong and I know I'm wrong, but I'll stick to it just because, like, I just... You know, she can't win all the time. <laughs> I'm sure she'd, she'd yeah, keep telling fun. yourself that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> she, she knows, trust me, she knows me better than, than any human being on the planet ever has. So yeah. she sees right through. She calls me out on it all the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. That's it for the dad questions. So I guess uh, you told us how you got into fitness um, and really caring about that. When did you really start taking it seriously and kind of getting educated on it? And, um, or is that like right now? <laughs> no, it's been, it's been a journey. Yeah. You know, it's been, I've always tried to be a bit of a sponge to a degree and um, there's a saying, and I actually, I'm glad I get to use it because I was thinking about it at a time. You know, it's a, if you're ever, you know, the smartest person in the room or you're ever the best person in the room, it's time to find a new room. Yep. yep. And, and that's how I've always looked at things that every like workout partner I've ever had or every, uh, you know, say training partner, whatever, I've always tried to gravitate towards people that know more than I do. Um, so I can, so I can learn. And it was a lot of like what would be called bro science stuff in the beginning, you know, learning from the, the biggest guy at the gym or like listening to conversations or, you know, like I said, the gym that I went to, you guys, Iron World Gym, I mean, yep. you guys are from, yep. you know, there was a lot of, there were guys that are competitive bodybuilders and, and even yep. the owner, um, yep. you know, was a competitive bodybuilder. And, and so I, I paid a lot of attention to that stuff. I tried to learn what I could. And it progressed. I got into doing some different competitive things. I, I competed in powerlifting and strongman. And, and same deal. The guy that I trained with was 325 pounds, and he was, he was uh, battling to become a professional strongman. 
And I just nice. thought, like, who, who, who better to learn from, from than this guy? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I did that for a while. And, and that was right around the time that I became a parent as well. And that's really when the transition happened. It was, um, I was turning 30. Strongman is a brutal sport that beats the crap out of you. Yeah. Um, you know, I could, I could throw on a harness and pull a fire truck, but I couldn't sit on the floor and play with my newborn daughter. Right. And yeah. it was like, okay, well, this isn't how things should be. And yeah. it, it's time, it's time for a change. And so that was, you know, about a decade or so ago. And that's when a lot of the, the formal education. So I've, I've done a little of both. Like I've, I've done some formal education, whether it be, you know, personal training or, um, nutrition courses and things like that. But then also, you know, again, with the social media thing, the, the awesome part about that is there's a lot of information, which we can get into some of that stuff because there's almost too much information. Um, yeah. but there's oh, yeah. really smart people out there that you can pay attention to. So where you maybe needed to take a course for everything 20 years ago, there's a lot of really bright, helpful people out there that, that give out a lot of information and you can learn from them as well. So that was sort of the the onus for me was, you know, like I have a family now, I want to be the best version of myself that I can be. And what can I do to improve the quality of life of my family as well? Yep. Yeah. So, so when um, did Legault wellness come into play? Um, I would say around 2013. Okay. So my wife was a school teacher for a number of years, over a decade, I worked in manufacturing for, you know, over a decade. And it was this, I had like this moment. Um, it's kind of crazy. And I mean, you guys may know the people involved, but I won't use names. Um, I went to a football game. So I worked for this company. It's actually in Gardner. I worked for this company for over a decade. And I, I started there entry level, like needed a job. I could literally walk there from my parents' house. I worked third shift. I made $8 an hour. And I worked my way up through the company. I was a production manager at the company when I, when I left. Uh, and I was kind of, I saw this path and this was like where I want to go with my life. You know, everybody here drives a big truck. Everybody here, you know, drinks beer after work. Everybody like, this is the thing. This is the life. Like this is, I'm, you know, I lived in Gardner, Massachusetts and I didn't have a college education. You know, if I could make, you know, X amount of money, like you've kind of made it in that town, you know? Um, and I was sort of on this trajectory and we went to a football game, went to a Patriots game, and everybody in the company, all the management, upper management, whatnot, went, and they all got, they all had a little too much to drink. And I, I witnessed a fight <laughs> between, between the managers, one of the owners. Actually, I watched the owner, Ooh. the owner of the company, or you know, whatever percentage owner of the company, punching my boss in the face. Whoa! And I just said, "This is not for me." I said, that guy right there getting punched in the face right now by his boss cares about this company more than I ever will. Yeah. I had been there, say, 10, 11 years. He had been there 20. He yeah. eat, slept and breathed that place. When the phone rang at 3 in the morning, he answered it and came in the plan if he had to. And I just said, this is not the life for me. There has to be something more. That was what I wanted to do. I don't want that. Yeah. And that was sort of – that was really – the point where it was like, okay, things are going to change. Yeah. And it was a similar trajectory to a degree for my wife with mm-hmm. uh, being a school teacher for a long time. And she loved it and she was great at it, but we had kids and she, she talks about this a lot that she, she said, she'll never forget. It was, I was in the car driving to school, something that I loved doing, something I always wanted to do. And she said, it just tore me apart thinking I'm going the wrong way. My kids are at home. And I'm going to leave them and I'm not going to see them for the rest of the day. And I'm not really going to see them for the rest of the week until, you know, four or five in the afternoon every day or whatever it was. And that was the driving force for her. That was like, no, there has to be a better way. There has to be a different way that we can do things so that we can feel fulfilled, but also provide for our family. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty big jump though, leaving, leaving everything that you're used to for 10 years and well, and it was, it was progressive. It was a progressive thing. Like it wasn't this, you know, we were, again, we, you know, we had a house and we had two kids and, and responsibilities. So it was this, um, 
this slow, steady thing of, you know, we, we used to joke that there was probably about three hours a night where, where our entire family was asleep because my wife would stay up until one o'clock in the morning. She would sit on the floor in between my girls' two beds in their bedroom with her computer, like doing things online, like communicating with people, you know, building, building a business, starting to, to work on that. And then I was getting up at four o'clock in the morning so that I could read and educate myself and study for certifications that I wanted to do and still be able to get to the gym and get a workout in before I had to be to work. And so literally, you know, one to four was about the time that's pending the kids stay asleep. So how long, how, how long do you think it took you for that transition? It took a number of years. Um, you know, I'd say probably it was about 2012 when we really started like, okay, let's put the wheels in motion. Um, we didn't really know what it was going to look like at first. 2013 was when we kind of started to see some direction with it. 2014 was when my, my wife was able to retire, we say retire from teaching full time. Mm-hmm. She was at a point where it was, she was making a substantial enough income that leaving her job made sense. Yep. Yep. Um, and then it was 2015 for me that it was the, the spring of 2015 was the, the last time I worked full time outside of the house. So, I mean, that is, I mean, I guess it's not really that long. I mean, three years is or so is, or whatever, three and a half years isn't a ton of time, but it was, a, it was tough. You know, like I said, we, it was trying to raise two kids and try to navigate all this stuff and, and try to make it so we could do what we wanted to do. So anything that's worthwhile is hard. Yeah, absolutely. You absolutely. And, and it, and it, it almost didn't seem it at the time. No, like I looking think, back, you're like, how in the hell could I ever do that again? I would lose my mind. But it yeah, was like, yeah. but at that point it was like, I mean, there were days my eyes would open at three 30 in the morning and it was like, awesome. I get another half an hour to read this stupid personal training book now. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like, it just, it, we were just motivated. You, we were say, motivated. you say that you don't think you could do it again or you'd go crazy. <laughs> but I think that if you want it bad enough that you'll make it happen. Sure. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. I, yeah. No, I, 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 no I, I mean, I, I, yeah, but I understand it was difficult and yeah, but yeah. If you, well, it's like when you have kids and you think of how challenging it is like the first couple of years and you're like, oh my gosh, I never want to do that again. And then you have another kid. <laughs> you're like, what was I thinking? Did yeah, I learn last time? I, I don't know what that's like at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're living it. You're living it right now. You're in the thick of it. So, yeah. uh, well, I hopefully took care of that. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, as long as yeah, as long funny. as the surgery took, we're good. We're yeah, good. that's a, oh man, I've been putting that off. I don't, I don't go it's to not the that dentist. Bad. Yeah. yeah, I don't even like going to the dentist though, and that's just putting your hands in my mouth. Yeah, um, but like you don't see it happening. I know. I just uh, <laughs> like I don't have any sort of like. Well, I'm gonna be like ruined as a man. Like I couldn't. No, care. No. Like I'm good. Yeah. Like I got three kids. Like I'm good. Like yeah. I just I've had one physical in the last decade. I do not like going to the doctor. Yeah. That's what it is. I don't want to go. I don't have a doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're healthy, then I don't, there's nothing really wrong with that. But I'm just, I, I, yeah. And a lot of people put off this surgery. I put off the surgery because I didn't have any vacation time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I work inside of a, an industry that, you know, I do a lot of lifting and whatever and all that stuff. So it's not like I can just take a break. Right. So, yeah, it, it really, it really, really wasn't that bad, but yeah, if you don't like even just going to the doctor for a physical, probably not going to like the vasectomy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's probably accurate. I mean, it's, it's in the car. I mean, for God's sake, my, so my third child, my son was a C-section and uh, I witnessed that. I witnessed that firsthand. Like, I don't know if they forgot I was in the other room, but they kind of like came in to get me like last minute in a way like, Oh yeah, we need to get the dad. So I like walked in to like my wife on the table and was just like, I had no idea that's what actually happened. Yeah. Like you see this, like, what is it? A two inch, maybe three inch little scar. It's this little cute thing. Sometimes we get get her opened up. Yeah. Good Lord. (laughs) It was like they were field dressing a deer. Did Did you, so did you pass out? No, not at all. I have, I have a ridiculously like nothing that grosses me out. Like, oh, I that can, does that doesn't phase you. Okay, it, yeah. not even. I mean, God forbid something horrible happened, like in an accident type scenario. Like I would hate that. 
but yeah. I wouldn't like, like blood doesn't, you know, like that kind of stuff doesn't, no, not at all. But I was just like overwhelmed that that's not what I expected to see. Just like, well, that's what the inside of my wife's abdomen looks like. Ugh. Awesome. I didn't look, I didn't get the look. I was unintentional. They like were, so the cord was around my son he was in a little bit of distress at the very end it wasn't a planned c-section he was kind of a big boy got a big head like dad and uh, the cord was wrapped around him so I, I wasn't intended to see uh kind of what was going on i just sort of like literally walked into this room and there on the table and i was like all right we're doing this all right <laughs> let's get him <laughs> out <laughs> i'll get the baby you take care of the rest <laughs> yeah so I don't even remember why we brought that up now, but <laughs> not a clue. Yeah. This is what happened. Oh, so the vasectomy, right? The oh, vasectomy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but so after I'm glad you got, I'm glad you're taking control of things, Dave. Someone, I'm taking, but yeah, right. so I'll get a I'll get a vasectomy soon. Long, long story shortened up. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Maybe for my 40th birthday. It's what I'll get myself. There you go. There you go. All right. So, uh, I guess one of the other, uh, reasons we, wanted to have you on was to help us um, after Jim's healthcare, basically we decided Jim and I kind of talked it over and uh, kind of trying to throw a silver lining on that and uh, get us uh, a little bit healthier. And so we'd like uh, to come up with t- kind of a fitness challenge. Sure. So, I think it'll be, it's definitely Jim and I, of course. And then we're going to try to enlist probably at least two other, two other guys or girls. We don't care, whatever. And then that'll be, give us two more listeners. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But we can't force them to listen to us. Yeah. Uh, um, So I guess uh, the question would be uh, when designing this, something like this, where would you start as far as, because we're all going to be different fitness levels. We're all going to be right. different fatness levels. Uh, Jim being extra fat. And, uh, <laughs> Hey, 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 uh, what, what, <laughs> what? Well, he's probably the tallest, right? So that's, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't know who the other two people are. So. I mean, it's a pretty good chance by playing the odds. He's probably yeah. going to be taller. Yeah. yeah. Before we get into that advice, I want to ask Dave, his professional opinion on, 16 hour intermittent fasting. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? I'm going to, so this is my favorite response that I've learned from all the smartest people I've followed and paid attention to. (laughs) I don't know. Let me get an answer for you and I'll get right back to you. (laughs) It, it depends. Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I probably not to the extent of 16 hours, I would say 12 ish plus 12 to 14. I probably do on a regular basis. And that's not even really intentionally. It's just dinner at seven Mm o'clock. If I'm working out at 7am and then doing stuff with the kids or doing that, you know, it might be nine, 10 o'clock before I have a meal. So I mean, I guess um, I also just don't think it's a necessity. Right? I don't think people have to fast if they're trying to make changes with their, you know, whether it's their diet or they're trying to lose weight or whatever it is, I don't think that's something that you have to do. If it's something that works for you, then I, then it's fine. That that's my take on a lot of stuff when it comes to this is, does it work for you? Are you having to force yourself to do it? Are you miserable doing? Cause if you are, it's not sustainable. It's not a lifestyle, probably not a long-term solution. I got to say that's great advice because it, I, I am loving it. Mm Mm-hmm. And my wife cannot do it. It wouldn't, right. it wouldn't, she has to, when she wakes up in the morning, she has to put some type of food into her body. Sure. I mean, we're all and different, right? Like, I, I think there's, there's some universal truths, right? Like we're right. all relatively the same species. Maybe it's a little slightly uh, different on the evolutionary scale. If that's the, if that's the thing you subscribe to, I happen to yeah. believe in evolution. Um, but so, there's some universal truths, right? We need to drink water. We need to, you know, breathe air, eat food, all this stuff. But the subtleties and the nuances of that can vary from person to person for various reasons. And a good percentage of them can be mental and psychological. 
And that can almost be worse to a degree, right? Like if you have a belief that you need to do something so adamantly that you're not willing to, it's like a a view on politics. If you're so adamant about what you believe in that you don't even want to hear the other side, then trying to get someone to, you know, vote your way isn't going to happen. Don't get and Brendan so, started on politics. I know what? that was on purpose. That was on purpose. That was, that was ah, like you, you were baiting him. Yeah. I was. I was uh, a little bit. I'm sorry. Who but, do you so want murdered? Think, who do you want murdered? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Easy, Hillary. Yeah. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Um, so the sea hag. Uh, so I think that you know, can the same the same principles work for everyone? Sure, but do they? No. So, and I mean, that's a perfect example right there, right? Yeah. You know, and, and so if your wife is miserable doing it, then that's not the best route for her. Right. And I think that's where my questions was, was about to lead, actually, when we started here was, you know, how do, how do you build a plan for individual? I mean, you obviously have to do it individually. So how would you think if, so we're going to have four people at minimum on this challenge. Uh-huh. Um, how do you, how are you going to generalize for four of us? And, and then- um, and then, or could four of us do just separate decide on our own workouts and then, and then, uh, and I'm thinking also we're going to have to do nutrition too. Like, I mean, that's going to be, right. that has to be part of it. Right. Well, so and I feel like the answers to those things, they're, they're a little different. I think fitness wise, it can be a little more general, mm-hmm. right? Like if say the goal, whatever, just throw this random thing. The goal is to do 20 minutes of physical activity a day. If you're someone that's super sedentary and 80 pounds overweight, they might not be able to walk for 20 straight minutes Yeah. where someone else might have a fair level of fitness. Maybe it's a pretty active job. They were an athlete for 20 years. They might be able to go out and run for 20 minutes straight. It might be not super fast. It might be faster than you'd think. You never know. Um, So I think you can be pretty general with that stuff with nutrition. I think it's going to be a little more individual. Um, to make, again, I, you know, to make a blanket statement with nutrition can be tough. You know, if someone says, you know, you eat nothing but peanut butter for the rest of your life, you're going to live to be 150 and you'll be the healthiest human being on the face (laughs) of the earth. Great. Well, I'm allergic to peanut butter. So what do I do? Yeah. Right. You know, like, um, almond butter. Right. Yeah. It doesn't work the same. The fats are different. Um, Um, I think with fitness, it can be basic and you just, uh, the big thing. So to answer the question to a degree is we just try to meet people where they're at. Yep. You know, if it comes to nutrition, like what are you currently doing? What have you done before? What's worked for you? What hasn't worked for you? What are you willing to do? Yeah. What are you not willing to do? You know, we do the same thing. Like when it comes to our kids, right? Like our, I like Brussels sprouts. My kids don't love like them. Brussels sprouts. Love you love them. Someone yeah. else might hate them and think they smell like feet. Yeah. So in, in forcing <laughs> someone to eat Brussels sprouts that's, all the that's time. Jim. <laughs> right. If it's so, green, Jim doesn't want to eat it. Yeah. Right. So you've got to do what I do with my kids and you've got to trick them into eating green things that aren't jello and ice cream. Yeah. Um, you've I got to find ways. You've got to find ways like to make it going. <laughs> no, but so, right. So like you don't like Brussels sprouts, right? Would right. you eat a cucumber? Yeah. Would you eat a green bean? Yep. There you go. You're eating something green. Perfect. Let's build off that. I eat baby right? spinach too. So um, there you go. Trifecta. Right. And that's what I mean. You've got to, you've got to meet people where they're at and fitness. Yeah. It can be all over the map and you know, the, the easiest thing for people. And it, it's, it's almost so simplistic that people don't even take it into account is just go for a walk. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I heard you talk about that, Jim, you know, yeah. with, when you had your, your health issue there and, and saying how you were, that's all you were really going to be able to do. Yep. Do you realize what a difference that could make in some people's lives if yep. they walked for 20 minutes a day? Yep. I mean, literally, I, I would say, you know, 30, whatever, you, 20 minutes, like walk for 20 minutes. That might be a mile or less for a lot of people. But if they just started doing that, where right now they're doing nothing. And if they yeah. started doing that, that could make a substantial difference in, in their health. And then you build on it from there. Walk for 30 minutes, jog for a couple of minutes. You know, it, it's, it's like saving money in a bank. Once you start to, you put a dollar in the bank, you don't care. You do mm-hmm. it for 20 years and it starts to build and you've seen some progress. You're more motivated. Like, well, what happens if I put $2 in the bank? Yeah. Right. It's right. the same thing with this kind of stuff. You know, if I eat a little bit better and I lose five pounds, what if I exercise now too? Oh my gosh, I've lost 10 pounds. 
what if I eat more vegetables, drink more water, drink less, you know, it's this snowball compounding effect that you make a subtle change in the beginning and you just build on it and you can make huge strides over a period of time. Yeah. And it's not going to be overnight. Yep. Small achievable goals. Absolutely. It's yeah. a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. You need to succeed. People fail on diets and exercise regimens because they set their bar or their standard too high. Way too high. Yep. And then they miss the target and then they feel bad, if not worse than they felt before. And now they're defeated mm -hmm. when it's like, how about you drink six sodas a day, drink five and walk for 10 minutes. Do that for two weeks, pat yourself on the back and now walk for 15 minutes and drink two less sodas a day. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying it's that literally about that simple. I was saying that about diets, people cheat and then they feel bad, so bad about cheating that they don't even go back. And right. I was like, you know, it's okay to cheat. Fine, cheat, you cheated, big deal. You right. know, don't, don't let it affect the rest of your diet, you know, just, right. you know, and uh, I, I, Monday through Friday, I really kind of try to be careful about what I'm eating. And then Saturday and Sunday, I really don't care. Right. <laughs> I don't care. I just do what I do and, you know, and, and it works for me, obviously for some other people, right. it wouldn't work. Absolutely. Uh, but, but uh, uh, I'm going to stop doing that because I have to, <laughs> I want to button it down, but, uh, but, um, yeah, excellent. So we'll start with some plyometric and some hit workouts, you know, some high intensity, get gym really sweating. And, uh, I would, I would even, I would caution you even on that. What? Honestly, not to what? No plyometrics. Uh, I don't know. Were you baiting me? Were you baiting yeah. me there? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, you need to, you need to start slow. Again, meet someone where they're at. Like, you know, can he walk for 20 or 30 minutes? Okay, he can walk. Can he yeah. walk uphill? Can he yeah. hike? Can he carry something when he walks or hikes? You know, like meet him where he's at. A sense of, and, and progressively, that's again, the other thing. People, they get into like, I'm going to do this crazy, insane thing I found online. It's like from the guy that's been a personal trainer for 20 years and trains for two hours a day. Yeah. You're asking for knee problems and a sore back. Like, don't do that to yourself and set yourself even further back than when you started because now you're injured on top of being out of shape. I, I think people go on those online things and that's, uh, like you said, general information for uh, you know, the public. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then, yeah, they don't, they don't really read into it very much because I, bet, I, bet, I would bet money that most of those personal trainers have been doing that for a long time say, mm -hmm. you need to take, take it slow and only do what you can. And, right. But people go out there, you know, balls to the wall and Try to well, lift it's like everything that, under the sun. That 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 ego thing you said before about yeah. being able to say you're sorry and be wrong. Like, okay, so yeah. you played high school football and you were, you know, midwatch B all star. Awesome. Yeah. That was nineteen ninety eight. It's two thousand twenty. That's not you anymore. You went to like, Polk High, you scored a touchdown. The game winning yeah. touchdown. Yeah. Four, let it go. Four four touchdowns. Sorry. I'm um, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so you need to understand where how many people are going to get that reference. <laughs> Nobody under the age of 30. <laughs> yeah. Or probably even 35. 40, yeah. um, so you, you diet, you exercise. What in your opinion is the best tool to continue to hold yourself accountable? Understanding why you're doing it. Mm, nice. Hmm. Like, like what that. drove you, let's say it's a life change, right? So for me, it's, 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 I don't want to say it's funny for me, but like, it's, it's part of who I am. Like I, I consider like exercise in some fashion, like brushing my teeth. It's just something I'm going to do every day, you know, relatively no questions asked. Right. So yeah. it's different for me, but if someone's at a point where yeah, for me, it's torture is <laughs> right. What, you don't teeth? enjoy it. So <laughs> yes. two things, two, two things with that oh. are one, you need to, you need to find a way that you don't view it as torture. Yep exercise is viewed as this, like, I'm going to make myself sweat and I'm going to make myself suffer. Well, it doesn't have to be. Do you like to play tennis? Do you like to play basketball? Do you like to swim? Do you like to bird watch? Cause if you have to hike up a mountain first to look at those birds, you've now exercised without even knowing it. Mm -hmm. You need to find an activity that you enjoy doing that is more strenuous than your day-to-day -day life. And you're now technically exercising. Yeah. I, and then, sorry, oh, sorry. I, sorry. Yeah. I, I, I tech, I, I want to be a better role model for my kids when it comes to that. Because mm -hmm. I don't want them, I don't want it to be torture for them. And if they're anything like me, which I'm pretty sure they are, then it's going to be, it's going to be work for them. And I don't want it to be work. I want it to be fun. I want them to enjoy it. 
Um, and yeah, so that's my motivation. Um, also to help get my friend healthy and me healthier. I, you know, this is, this is what I want. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think, th- I think that's really important to keep that in mind too. Yeah. Cause I think that gets, that gets lost a lot when you're, you're in the middle of a workout and you're sweating, you're hurting, you don't want to be there anymore. And you know, and that's the last thing that's not in the front of your head. That's in the back of your head. You know, right now you're, you're focused on, on the pain, you know? Right. So, and, and there's, there's little things you can do. You know, if you yeah. have like a home gym or something, keep a picture of your family in there or put a yeah. you know big picture, a life-size poster, a gym on your oh, wall. Yeah. No, it's um, already there. He already has that. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. a little, maybe it's like <laughs> some sort of, like my, not happy about it, but <laughs> <laughs> it's above the bed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Have you, you been know, in my you, house? Yeah. Uh, just a, I'm just assuming. Yeah. Um, you know, have your kids, have your kids make you something. You know, my, yeah. I mean, I have daughters, so they're maybe a little more crafty than young boys, but, you yeah. know, like some kind of bracelet with their initials on it or something. So let's say, you know, running or jogging or something is your, is part of your method of choice to, to improve your fitness. Like wear something on your body. Maybe it's on your shoe or something that like is this reminder of your why, right? That's what, that's what we call it is what is your why? Why yep. are you doing this? Why do you want to change your lifestyle or, you know, improve your, your health and fitness and have that be something that you're kind of um, encountered with regularly because it's not about you at that point. It's about that, that reason. And that can, so, that can help a lot. I don't yeah. want to put you on the spot, but if you had to pick, so it, it, it sounds like what you're saying is attack the mental game first before you get out and start tackling the physical game. Um, I think you need to do both and I think they can feed off each other. Yeah. So if you had to pick four, so you're, you're, you know, you said why that's, you know, Mm -hmm. one thing, what are some other, other questions that you think someone should answer before they determine what their diet's going to look like and what their exercise routine is going to look like? Um, well, it's kind of like I said, like, what am I willing to do? What am I not willing to do? what, um, why do I want, why do I want to do it? You know, not to be repetitive, you know, I think that's first and foremost is why do I want to do it? What am I willing to do? What am I not willing to do? And what is the end goal? Those are great questions. Like, what am I striving towards? Right. And it's a, it's a distant, it's a long trajectory to a distant target, but what is, what am I hoping to eventually achieve? And then you can always just think of each day as you're making a little bit of incremental progress towards that goal. It doesn't have to be a lot. You know, it's like, I'm sure you guys have heard, how do you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time, (laughs) dad joke, you know, but that's, you, 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 you take that 10 minutes a day, right. Or the 20 minutes a day or the, you know, swapping this food for that food or driving past McDonald's to go to subway, you know, little things. Um, there's little things that you can do and just always have that, it's like anything where you're building a business or you're, you know, you always have the end goal in mind, those small achievable victories that are right in front of your face, but always having, always start with the end in mind. Right. Yeah. I think that's great advice. It's awesome advice. So All right, Brandon, well, how do you want to do this? Well, I think, uh, Dave's got a little bit of work ahead of us. Yeah, Yeah, fly down to Tennessee, (laughs) weigh in. Yeah, that's awesome. Flights are cheap. Yeah, I know. Yeah. There's an air, like, so literally on that subject, part of this, the awesomeness that is Eastern Tennessee is from my driveway to the drop off at Knoxville Airport is 10 minutes if I hit the lights. Oh, nice. All right. Like, there is literally no traffic. Wow. It is the opposite end of the spectrum of horrible Logan Airport. Oh, I never go. I always fly to Manchester. I always fly to Manchester. Yeah. yeah. I don't uh, blame you. So, so uh, I don't want to put too much work on you, Dave. Um, what's the easiest way to go about kind of setting up a challenge? Uh, we need to have accountability, I think, somewhat. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously, this is, you know, people are volunteering for this, even though I'd like to call right. out some people, Matt Rivard and Chris Roy. Um, hopefully, they'll join us. Um, uh-huh. And then whoever else wants to join. Uh, but... I, I guess I don't want you to w- put too much work into this, but we, w- we just need your assistance as far as, um, I guess, you know, coming up with a, a decent plan. And Sure. So I mean, it, dep- it depends on, like, what you're looking at. I mean, it can literally be as simple as, as walking. Mm-hmm. And 
and well, I want to be, uh, I want to, I think we can start with that. And again, we'll, I guess, you know, figure out who's going to be in it and then we'll go from right. there. Maybe we should uh, and you can try the Facebook group with just the people that are going to be in it and Dave and, William, okay. and then we yep. can try to figure some stuff out from there. Okay. And you, yeah, you can, you can build on it and progress, you know, like um, there's this, it just came to my mind. There's this guy that I follow his big thing for a long time. And it, I mean, it literally had hundreds of thousands of Instagram stories and whatnot. It was called 10 minute walk. And his goal, and because he lives a, a, you know, he's an entrepreneur, so his lifestyle is a little different. After every meal, he walked for 10 minutes. So he'd have breakfast, he'd walk for 10 minutes, he'd have lunch, he'd walk for 10 minutes, he'd have dinner, he'd walk for 10 minutes. If he could, if he was in a meeting and had a work lunch, he'd walk for 20 minutes after dinner. So it was literally walking for 30 minutes a day, but it was a 10 minute walk. He took a little video or a selfie or something of himself, hashtag 10 minute walk. He did this for months and I I followed him on on, uh, social media, on Instagram. And there was, you know, all kinds of people, you know, professional athletes and stuff that were like, I'm on my 10 minute walk. You know, these guys that's are, great. you know, no, that's athletes. Good. And, and it's, it's literally that easy. And then again, you can build on it from there. You can mm-hmm. you know, you walk for 10 minutes, every minute, stop and do three burpees. <laughs> like yeah. it can be anything, you know, yeah. I, I want it to be a little bit more intensive than walking. But again, if uh, sure. we're all starting from, we're, we're all starting from different places. So, uh, and I that's think- where you guys can maybe, you know, self-assess of like, okay, mm-hmm. so I'm going to walk for 10 minutes for, for maybe like for Brendan, it's, I'm going to try to walk uphill for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm going to, I don't know if you have access to like a weighted vest or you've got something related to your work that's heavy, carry yeah. it. I'll just throw my Do kid it. on the back. Throw your kid on your back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like little, I mean, my son's two and a half. He's got a, a big like jog stroller. We have some yeah. hill, you know, I push him up a hill on that thing. It's like, yeah. it's quite the... It's quite the workout. Yeah. Right. Or, or you could on your 10 minute walk, you do some lunges every minute. You do 10 lunges every minute and then keep walking. You know, I mean, I can put it, we can do whatever I'm up for anything. I can kind of contribute as much as you guys need. I think Jim, Jim's right. I think uh, we'll figure out who's in. We'll get a group going. And then, um, and then I think we can, yeah, we can talk about how we're going to get our goals and then log the accountability fact, you know, factor. Um, and then maybe we can discuss a prize. I don't know, yeah. something like that. So. Putting some skin in the game helps for sure. Yep, that's like what everybody. I so. Everybody throws in ten bucks or something, and you yeah. whatever, or twenty bucks, and yeah. percentage of fat loss. You know, make it so it makes sense. You know, if yeah. someone's got more weight to lose, it's easier for them. But you know, yeah. biggest loser style. <laughs> there you go. All right, man. This has been awesome. Yeah. Um, and I, obviously, I we're definitely going to have you on again. What's yeah. that? I said, I'm excited about this. Yeah, this will be great. And uh, so we're going to have to uh, reach out to some people and then people need to reach out to us if you want in. We're going to have Dave back on uh, in a couple episodes or a month or so. And we're going to talk about food. Yep. Food specific. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, we're going well, to, we're talking, we're going to be watching the documentary Fed Up. Yeah. We're going to go over that. Uh, and... I think, uh, I mean, I think that that's going to be a huge discussion in itself. Yeah. In itself. So, all right. Uh, you can contact me at Brendan at dadsww.com or Jim at dadsww.com. Now, uh, Dave, if people want to get a hold of you for some nutrition advice or, uh, anything like that, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, just the main, um, outlets I use are Instagram and Facebook. I'm on both, just my name, Dave Legault. Okay. Um, the, the, the business my wife and I own is Legault Wellness. That's her Instagram name Great. on there. And Carrie, Carrie Sharpentier Legault, the famous swimmer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's her on Facebook. So yeah, by all means, if, if, if that listener you guys have uh, has any questions or nah. anything, <laughs> tell that person to feel free to reach out. Um, you know, I want to say thank you guys. I, I super appreciate you guys having me on here. I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it and definitely hope I can contribute more in the future. So thank yeah, you guys. We're just awesome. excited no, that thank you're you. Yeah. Heck yeah. Life coach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim, I, you're going to have I, to stop I calling eat, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a therapist. Man, I, I, I love this stuff. I, yeah. I eat sleep. I eat sleep and breathe this stuff. It like encompasses like everything about me. I, I absolutely love it. Right. That's the thing. Like it's yeah. not work. So like, then we came is, to the right guy. Yeah. 
That's, I hope so. I hope I hope I can absolutely. kind of provide some value that way for you guys. And, so. and we're Heck hoping yeah. that the the why for a lot of the people that we're hoping join this challenge is so they can be around longer to listen to our episodes. There you go. Because they should get better with <laughs> That's time. That's really right? selfish, Jim. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. This is fun. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely have you back on soon, Dave. Awesome. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Later. Later. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. you.